0: With us right now, Jennifer Spivak. Jennifer, you are the CEO and founder of The Ad Girls, and you're found on the web at theadgirls.com. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. So um, compared to, you know, the, I'd say the managed ad agency world share what makes you unique and and kind of awesome and amazing and like who you serve give give us give us the 411 on who the ad girls is
1: yeah so here's the really big picture we exist to put more money in the hands of more women facebook and instagram ads are actually just the tool that we use so they're not really the focus they're not like the main course so to speak um they're they're a part of the system that we build for our mostly female clients that puts them in control of their own growth. That is what our eye is on. And so everybody on our team knows how to be both the super nerdy technical media buyers, because that part's important, and also how to be these super high level holistic strategists that are completely focused on this mission of, again, just making women more money on this planet.
0: Yeah. Well, so I love that um, you know, on your I'm on your homepage right now at the adgirls.com. Um, and I like that uh here we go. It's like we're here to put more money in the hands of more women so that our clients can live their dream lives. And I like that you've got some bullet points, right? And one of them I love is like one that doesn't do BS or icky bro marketing tactics. <laughs> having attended a conference or two where it was just like, I really wanted to go home and just shower. I just like, I'm like, this feels so manipulative. It just feels so, you know, disrespectful of audiences and customers where customers and audiences are just numbers and it's just money and it's yes, no, and we don't care. And I just, you know, and a lot of, a lot of high testosterone, high five, and kind of, and it's just gross. It's, I mean, sorry for anyone who's a really into that. Not my scene. I, even though I'm a dude, uh, I, you and I were talking beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I consider myself a feminist. And yes. and 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 I think that there, when people consider what that definition actually is and what it is not, I think most people would go, oh, yeah, I'm I'm a feminist too, now that you put it like that. Jennifer, go ahead and get into the whole, kind of the the, the female culture behind the ad girls, you know, kind of your take on what you see in the larger space. And then I'd love, you know, go ahead, go for it.
1: (laughs) Right. We talk a lot about bro marketing. We've all heard that terminology, something that we practice at our agency is something we call feminine advertising. And it actually nothing has nothing to do with men versus women. We love men. Oh, they're the best we love them so much and that sort of uh very y like aggressive masculine style of marketing that you're talking about ultimately says marketing should look like this you must plug whatever you do into this funnel you have to have scarcity limited time offers like all of this stuff that's just like ultimately based in nonsense and when we talk about feminine advertising again it's not about women or men, we're actually talking about advertising that is based on intuition, mm-hmm. advertising that is based on what feels good and actually what would feel best um, and creating authentic connection as being sort of like the guidepost to what your advertising and funnels and marketing should look like.
0: Yeah. Um, t- t- tell me just a little bit. Only I bring it up because you were wearing a t-shirt and one of your photos on your website. This is feminist. What, yes. What's a feminist? I
1: mean, look, I think it's, it's a person that believes that women are people, right? Like down for like elevating women, not at the expense of men, but that like, it gets to be our turn for a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um. So it's not about, uh aha, you know, women rule, boys drool.
1: (laughs) Of course not. You know, look, think about it like this, right? I think there's so many spaces in the online world where women are like, Am I allowed here? Like this really feels like this is a space created for men. And while a lot of our front-facing marketing is obviously very focused on women, we absolutely serve male clients who we consider to be, you know, our allies in this feminist mission. And it's such an interesting phenomenon when a man sends me an email and says, Hey, am I allowed to book a call with you? I would like, like it's it's the, the flip side of like am I allowed in this space and there's something really cool about that again not about like putting that down um but that like it gets to be a moment for women to like have their own space in the online world and create their own rules
0: yeah yeah fantastic all right so l- let's talk about advertising in general like what is working well today versus what do you see as like outdated advice from like a couple two three years ago they're like oh don't no, don't don't yeah. do that anymore. <laughs>
1: I think I think the biggest thing, I mean, even just to take that uh, step back a little bit further, we, we tend to actually uh avoid the what's working because we have, I mean, we have the the luxury of the perspective of nearly 50 clients at a time. So we can see all of these things going on in different industries. And we could have two clients that look identical and what works for one ultimately doesn't work for the other. So um, that is just like a big picture perspective and approach that we always like to take. But something that's really important now, look, it's always been important, but it's especially important now is really honing in on messaging that is actually truly unique to you. And that incorporates like a little bit of your intellectual property. So many of our clients are in the coaching space, business coaches, health coaches, relationship coaches, and that space is insanely crowded. It is extra insanely crowded when we look at like the Facebook or Instagram newsfeed. And so many of our clients are coming to us and saying, you know, I was running this ad or this funnel for years and it always worked, but now my costs are too high. And a lot of that is just because competition has gotten higher. But here's the thing like saying that it's the end all be all that your costs are now higher cuz competition is higher and well we're priced out i think it's a little bit of a cop out i actually think it's a calling up into hey how can you really up level your messaging to truly stand out it almost feels like corny and like too marketing 101 to say but it's it's true so many of the ads that we see that are not working the reason why is that they look like every other ad in the feed. And so ultimately there's not enough of that like true authentic connection, true relationship building and true really standing out that would have whatever's happening with the algorithm kind of become a little bit irrelevant.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So when you work with somebody like who's a really great fit for you and, and, or maybe take me through a story of someone that you've worked with, um, get, get me excited about the magic that you do. Yeah, so
1: um, really great fit clients for us are those that already have an established business, right? They're not expecting Facebook ads to be this magical silver bullet that comes in and fixes everything. They understand that really all it's doing is shining a light on what already exists. So they're usually already at, like I would say around the mid six figure mark, not a hard and fast rule, but but usually they are because that's a good number in which we can say your offer and how you sell things is actually already pretty validated. Um, and they have a product, a coaching program, an offer, whatever it is, that can ultimately um, be scaled to infinity. Um, you know, I mean, all of the all of the clients that we work with have come in and said, what I really desire is control over my own growth. And that is ultimately what we say that we create for people. So they come in and they say, you know, I've got this funnel, I've got this offer, you know, it it works occasionally, but it like requires me to show up on social media every day and I'm kind of tired and I want to automate it. And so we, we go ahead and plug into the system that they already have and make Facebook and Instagram ads that feeder for them. That again, moves them towards a place where we can say, every time I spend X, I'm going to make Y. So instead of going, okay, if I do seven LinkedIn posts, you know, six reels, go to seven networking events, do 11 <laughs> podcasts, Like maybe I might get a client out of it. Possibly. It's not a real system, but if I just keep showing up and spraying and praying and doing all the things, it might work. And what we're able to move our clients to is here's the system. You spend $10 on ads. You're going to make $50 back, whatever those numbers are. How much do you want to grow and scale? You're in the driver's seat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you see, um, like, today, like 2021, um, talk about, like, behavior on both Instagram and Facebook among consumers. Are people more guarded? Are there certain messages that, like, yeah, yeah, if I were doing a new ad campaign today, I would probably want to do more of X, not Y. Like, what are those things we should be doing?
1: Yeah, again, I almost feel like that goes against like how we are always looking at things. It's what is your true intellectual property, unique personal brand elements that we can pull into that copy and make it very obvious exactly who your right people are so they can self-select as your right people while actively deterring the wrong people. And I think that that piece piece is really important, right? When we think about the concept of like a lead magnet, for example, and running ads to a lead magnet, I think without realizing it, we inadvertently say, how can we grow our list as fast as possible for the lowest cost per lead possible and get as many people into our world? But- That isn't necessarily what you want. You want as many of the right people. And too often, when we do a little bit more of that, like vague, generic, this can apply to anybody, when it comes time to actually put that paid offer in front of them, you've got a muddied audience of people where so many of them are actually not the right fit for the thing at the end of the day, then you're left disempowered. Facebook ads don't work. Mark Zuckerberg stole my money, right? Like all of that stuff. And really it's never Facebook ads working or not working, right? It's the the foundation and really understanding your messaging and calling in the right people from the beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, When did you get started in this? Like how did you um, launch this? Like how did you get your first few clients?
1: Yeah. um, So I first started this company really more as like a consultancy as a freelancer in the end of 2014. Um, So we are going on almost seven years, which is kind of crazy. Um, Honestly, I got my first few clients by being really scrappy, Mm. um, by being willing to do the thing that I no longer have to do, which I was just talking about, which is showing up everywhere doing all of the things. Um, And, you know, I really just remember at the time, what was more common was to be a digital marketer or a social media expert. And it was actually a bit revolutionary, Mm -hmm. not now, but it was then that I was so specialist that I was clearly solely focused on Facebook ads. And so what I noticed happened is that just by being everywhere and all these people like out on the planet, you know, if they would hear Facebook ads, they would say, Jennifer, um, it just led to enough Um, referrals and, and, and word of mouth. Um, And, you know, I mean, I had my first, my first month in business was my first 10 K month and it just was
0: up and up and up and up from there. Sure. Well, I mean, really, I mean, if you're charging a $2,500 a month management fee, that's four clients, right? So you get four clients, you know, you probably need to talk to maybe 40 people or something like that. And so that's the goal. uh, It's kind of working backwards from there. And again, if we showing up and leading with, you know, you know, truly our mission impact, um, you know, I, I think that that's seems to be what's working really well for you. Um, is there, um, do you like uh, in terms of um, product based clients, do you, do you think that, is there um, kind of the idea that that Instagram tends to do a little bit better for product, 100%. more consumer 100%. type stuff and no? All 100%. right, come on, gotta give me something here. <laughs>
1: here's what i do tend to see and I, and i have not really seen this trend shift that much over the yeah. last couple of years. Mm-hmm. we have really just like societally and culturally trained people to click on ads on facebook and go off of facebook and do something. instagram's still a little bit more of like wanting to stay within the platform. now again, nothing is a hard and fast rule. we test everything. we are surprised every single day, which is why we always test everything and read the data in real time to make those decisions, but So often we've worked with clients who, I mean, they meet the like Instagram aesthetic, the Instagram vibe, like to a T and we just get a better return on ad spend on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Um, And, and um, like, who do you think would not make a great client for you?
1: Yeah. So who would not make a great client? It just, since we were just talking about on the product side, somebody who's um lifetime value is just simply too low right so like if you or what's really common right now are like these self-liquidating offer funnels if that's all you have if you just straight up have a 27 dollar offer and that's it you're there's no world in which you are going to be able to be profitable with how much it costs to run facebook ads these days on something that's just 27 or 37 or 47 or whatever it is um if there's not something on the back end but i think the biggest most important thing people who are not good clients yet, are those Mm -hmm. that don't have the important foundational things in place. They haven't yet validated that what they are trying to sell is what people actually want. And they haven't yet validated how to sell it. And so they think, well, if I could just get in front of people, everything's going to work. And of course, that's not the case. Again, while we do work with our clients on such a high holistic level, Facebook and Instagram ads are a source of traffic. That is it. They are just bringing more people into the foundation of what you already have. So that foundation is the most crucial thing that you could spend your time on before you even think about investing in ads.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jennifer, I mean, just in the world of like um, working with an ad manager, if someone's like, well, I don't know, I've kind of been listening, watching some videos about doing it myself. Um, When does it make sense for them to bring in some hired guns?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I may be a little bit biased, but I'm not a huge fan of DIYing ads, and and here's the reason why. Yeah. Understanding like the mechanics of how to set things up in Ads Manager, that stuff's on YouTube now. Like it's not it's not that challenging. Again, that is not what's going to make or break your success. It's understanding high level marketing strategy, your messaging, and that is something that really for the most part, does require higher level expertise from somebody who's been doing this and looking at ads for over a decade. Um, So I think ultimately, again, you're at a great place for ads when you have already broken, and think about hiring somebody, when you've already broken into six figures, which again, is just that good mark of like something here is working. um, And you have a validated funnel, a validated offer you understand your numbers. And again, this is like a perfect role, not everybody starting here. Um, but you really understand that if you are hiring the right support, you know that if you can get 100 people to this page, 25 will go here, and then 10 of them will go here. And ultimately, that will allow you to be profitable. Um, it, it almost allows you to like, hold your ads manager accountable, right? Mm-hmm. for like, mm-hmm. what should be happening?
0: Yeah, for sure. You donate um 5% of all your profits to freeform. What's what or free from. Um free from, what's yeah. what yeah, tell me more about that.
1: Yeah. So um, I mean, I'll kind of just tell the whole story because it's really important. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I was in a very physically abusive relationship. And um I was able to get out. Uh, what most people would consider relatively easy, all things considering. Mm -hmm. And I started getting really involved in advocacy work and volunteering because the way I know how to deal with things is to turn it into something amazing. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is that one of the reasons it was so easy for me to get out was because I had access to finances. I had a secret savings account that my abuser did not know about. And so it meant that I wasn't having a conversation of am I going to stay here or go on the streets? Am I going to stay here or go to a shelter? It was like, I'm actually going to be able to get myself an apartment and like pull myself up and get myself out. And most of the time when women are not leaving, not all the time, finances play a tremendous role. Financial abuse is actually present in 99% of domestic violence relationships. And so Mm. when I discovered this, I said, okay, so money is literally life or death for women. It's part of why I created this agency from the ground up. And then we're able to find this organization called Free From that specifically works with this financial abuse element of domestic violence. And so it just felt like a no brainer to create a partnership with them. We not only donate a percentage of all of our proceeds, as, as you've mentioned, we also run their ads pro bono. I've spoken at a couple of their conferences, given trainings to their team, they are phenomenal.
0: Yeah, excellent. All right. So your website, theadgirls.com. What yeah. should uh, folks click on, Jennifer? You Look, you poke
1: around, you'll see us. You'll get a sense of our personality. We love that. We're very, very upfront about our personal brands. Um, but if you are interested in working with us, you will see a nice turquoise apply button in the corner and you can just click on over there and you'll actually be booking a call directly with me.
0: I love it. All right, Jennifer Speedback. Again, theadgirls.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. 7 days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now my name's Josh Ellidge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the thoughtful entrepreneur movement.